Hello, everybody. Uh, you're listening to the Film Survivor Podcast. I'm Tom Santilli. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast today. I am, uh, I've just been jonesing to speak about some of the current movie stuff that's been going on. I know that we still have some time until the next season of Survivor. Uh, it doesn't start until the end of September, and here we are in the mid, mid-August right now. And I just needed to talk about movies, so I'm throwing out uh, one of my uh, one of my rare uh, movie-themed podcasts, if you will. Uh, and so today I have a special guest on the show who's been here before. It's the movie critic for the Detroit News, Adam Graham. Uh, he's one of the top critics in Detroit. He's a top critic on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, we're going to be talking in a little bit about the current Oscars uh, shakeup. The you know the Academy Awards came out a week or so ago with some new changes that they are proposing uh, for the not proposing that they're actually instituting for the upcoming uh, Oscar telecast in next year. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, he also wrote an article recently on MoviePass, so I'm going to pick his brain a little bit on MoviePass as far as what he uh, thinks the future might hold with uh, services such as MoviePass. The stock for them recently went from like what, like 50 bucks a share down to like five cents. Uh, it's like a 99% drop off if you're if you're doing math. Anyways, we're going to talk all about that, but I have a quick personal announcement that I wanted to make and tell everybody about that I'm really proud of. The, the If you guys follow me on, on Twitter, you might have already seen this, or on Facebook, but I, uh, I recently, finally, after being a professional movie critic for nine years in this industry, hundreds, thousands of movies uh, reviewed and watched, I finally cracked through and have become a certified Rotten Tomatoes critic. Uh, I was super ecstatic to finally get the news that I was in. I had been trying uh, with in futility for several years to try to get uh, into that uh, Rotten Tomatoes group, and I finally am in, so I'm slowly adding my movie reviews to the Rotten Tomatoes database, uh, so you can check me out on Rotten Tomatoes now. Again, just go to the, you know, the critics page and look up Tom Santilli. And you will find me on there. Uh, and again, like I said, I'm I'm gonna be updating all of my movie reviews for from forever ago. So it, that's gonna take some time and some process to get it all on there. But moving forward, every new movie that comes out, you're gonna see my review. What does it mean to be a Rotten Tomatoes critic? Well, Rotten Tomatoes is of course the number one movie critic site. Uh, it seems to be one of the most. Uh, it is the most popular movie critic site. People uh, go there if you know movie studios get good Rotten Tomato ratings. They're posting them all over their advertising for their films. It's an aggregate site. What that means is that it takes, you know, the average of uh, if you give a movie a fresh rating or a rotten rating, which is basically a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and it kind of takes the average of all the critics that have uh, reviewed that film and they give you a score. And anything above 60% makes the movie fresh. Anything below 60% makes the movie rotten. So... I now, my reviews now have uh, a factor to play in there. They uh, will play into those reviews. So it was funny too, as I was going through and adding some of my old reviews, I was noticing some of the movies were like right at 60%. So I was kind of like, oh man, like I just made this fresh movie. This movie's probably been fresh for like five years and now it's going to be rotten maybe because of my review being added to it. So that's kind of cool, man. But anyway, I'm so excited. 
uh, as one of my aunts uh, at a recent party uh, that I was attending told me, this really sums this up the best. She said to me, hey, uh, congratulations about you know being on Rotten Tomato. Uh, I'm not really sure what that means, but you seemed pretty excited about it, so congratulations. That That's pretty much it in a nutshell. So it's a personal achievement of mine. I'm, I'm really, really excited. That being said, there's all kinds of stuff going on with me with uh, Movie Show Plus I want you guys to check out. It's a new show that I've been producing. We're about to come out with the 15th episode this weekend. You can find it on movieshowplus.com. I post it everywhere. Again, follow me on Twitter as well, at Tom Santilli. But Movie Show Plus is a a show. It's all about movies. Uh, Part of the show is also Greg Russell, who is another Detroit critic who's been around forever. And he uh, does celebrity interviews every single week on the show. This week, he'll be sitting down with Mark Wahlberg, who is the star of the new movie, Mile 22. That is on the program this week. That show is online and available every Friday. Uh, is when you can find it online. It then airs in the Detroit area right now on Sundays at 4 o'clock on WADL. That's uh, TV 38. It's also channel 295 on Xfinity. And I think it's 1038 on UVerse. That being said, while I'm plugging myself, Critically Speaking is the other show that I appear on as a guest. It's the show of Lee Thomas of Fox 2 that shows on every uh, Friday at 6.30 p.m., And it's on again at 9.30 on Saturday mornings as part of their news in the morning. It's a half-hour show. We do movie reviews. It's usually Lee Thomas, myself, and Adam Graham of the Detroit News, who is also my guest on today's podcast. So I'm going to be speaking with Adam very shortly. Uh, I just want to let you guys know, too, yeah, that these Oscar things, it's really interesting. I got a lot of, a lot of take on the, the Oscar things, but I'm going to let Adam kind of talk it through and, you know, kind of go over, you know, what he thinks of these new proposed, I keep saying proposed, but these are new changes that are coming. Uh, the idea that they're adding a popular film category. What do you guys think of that? They're also promising to shorten the show down to three hours. I personally, I would watch the Oscars if they were on for five hours. That's just who I am. Uh, it, to me, the Oscars are a celebration of Hollywood. And for me to take one night out of the year, I'm, I'm making it, in my life, it's a huge, it's a huge event. Uh, anybody who knows me can vouch for this, but even when they do the Oscar nominations, this is dating back to probably when I was like 13 years old. Every time they even make the Oscar nominations, I would be watching it live even if it was on at 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning Eastern, or whatever time it was on, or you know, aired, or if it was online, or if sometimes, back in the day they used to air it on E! Entertainment Network, which was like my favorite channel. And then I would write down, as I was watching it, I would write down every nominee. I would be so excited, I would make myself breakfast that morning, get all ready, sit down, watch it, take it all in, and then I would make a list of every single nominated movie be it costume design or foreign film, all of the, every single category, if it was up for editing, I, I would list out the movies and then I would make it a personal mission to seek out and watch every single Oscar nominated film of that year. I did that for year after year after year. The only category that I used to have to skip was the short films which were never readily available. However, they are these days. It's so exciting. In the last few years, if you guys aren't checking out the short films, that's where some of the best movie making is happening right now is in the short film world. I would love to do a podcast all about short films. Maybe I will one day. 
But anyway, uh, they started airing the short films in local theaters, building, you know, leading up to the Oscars, and they're, they're, some of them are available online. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is the Oscars, for me personally, have always been a huge, huge deal. That's really a lot of the reason why I got into movies. I remember watching movies uh, or watching the Oscars as a kid. I don't remember what it was for, but Jessica Tandy was on stage one year, and I thought she looked like my grandma. And <laughs> uh, she does look like my, my grandma did. And uh, I saw Jessica Tandy getting like a standing ovation, and I just was like staring at the screen like, wow, that's like, the coolest thing ever. So just anyways, long story there, dude, just watch the Oscars. It's a celebration of Hollywood. If it goes four hours, five hours, who gives a shit? You know, just go watch it. Uh, that's my personal take. I understand they're trying to make an entertainment, entertaining television show. They're going to cut it down to three hours now. They're going to remove some of the categories as far as the live telecast, and they're going to probably do them during the commercial breaks. Uh, I don't really like that personally, but we'll find out what Adam has to say about that. But the big, of course, the thing that is rubbing everybody the wrong way is this popular film category. I don't think that any new category should be added, uh, let alone a popular film category. I think that that's a terrible idea, but we'll again hear what Adam has to say about that. And the third, and, uh, you know, we'll also talk briefly about, you know, the, the third uh, thing that isn't being talked about too much by uh, many people, but the Oscars, the Academy also did come out and say that they're going to move the telecast up uh, to the beginning of February instead of where it currently is, the end of February. It'll stay the end of February this coming year, but in future years, you're going to see the Oscar telecast moving to the beginning of February, which will be interesting because that's also when the Super Bowl usually happens, so... I hope that they're not taking on the Super Bowl uh, unless they want to have their ratings go down even further. Anyways, we know that there's a lot of political reasons uh, why people aren't watching anything to do with Hollywood these days, too. We're going to talk about that as well. Uh, so without further ado, I'm just going to let's just jump in. I'm going to have Adam Graham of the Detroit News on the line right now, and uh, let's do it. Again, you can follow me at Tom Santilli on Twitter and check out MovieShowPlus.com. Here we go. Adam Graham of the Detroit News, always a pleasure, okay. dude. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Am I live? Okay, <laughs> you you are uh, live. Uh, things are good, dude. Things are good in the podcast world. Things are good in the podcast world. You've been busy watching all kinds of good movies. I've been. I'm gonna. I'm checking out Crazy Rich Asians today, so I'm gonna f- figure out what, oh, what that's oh, all about. Oh, good, man. You're gonna love it. Yeah, uh, I heard you gave it like an A minus. It's, it's a real delight. That's a shock I gave to it me. An A minus, dude. I think it's um, I think it's going to be a hit. I think that in in this uh, in August, as kind of summer wanes, um, this is going to be one that carries the September. Um, I, I I just I see audiences really really taking to this thing. Um, thick bright bubble. You're starting to break up. Summer dude. has been missing. We have. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm in a. Uh, I'm in a rough. I'm in a rough neighborhood right now. <laughs> As always, dude. They put you out on the streets, man, to get the yes. the, the dirty interviews. Exactly, dude. Uh, I, I apologize for a bad connection. It's nothing more embarrassing than a bad phone line on a interview. I might do that too. Uh, I might do that to you. Uh, you know, on purpose here as we get into our Oscar uh, talk. Because um, I know that we have some differing opinions. Although I like, I think that both of us are kind of right. Because we we chatted about this um, off camera at Critically Speaking, uh, the show that we're both on on Fox. 
on Fridays at 6.30 and again on Saturdays at 9.30. But um, so I, I want to just br- read this briefly. So if people are haven't heard this yet. So, okay, the Academy comes out with a statement of some changes that they're going to make moving forward. The first one, they're going to commit to a three-hour Oscar telecast. That was... Uh, there's been, you know, everybody always complains about how long the show is. They're going to make it, uh, three hours and that they also announced that as part of that, the, uh, not all of the 24 awards are going to be televised. Um, there, some of them are going to happen during the commercial breaks and then they might be shown later in the broadcast, but we're not going to see them all like happen live. The, the big one that ever has everybody kind of debating things though, is that they also announced a new award category that they called outstanding achievement in popular film. This you had a lot to say about. You just wrote a column about it on, on uh, in the Detroit News. Uh, tell me your your initial thoughts on on these Oscar changes. Well, it, it, they haven't. They they said that the the award will honor achievement in popular film. It's not necessarily the name of the category. Right. I don't think that they've named the category, and I don't think they think that they've set the parameters for it. But the the, the big problem with this is. Um, I mean, and, you know, problems are relative in the world we live in. Um, but <laughs> sure. the problem is, you know, there's already it, – it's kind of, it seems like a, uh, a consolation prize. It seems like a popcorn award that is throwing a bone to the films that people actually like. Uh, and it just – it seems like a lessening of the importance of Oscar to kind of – it seems like they're, in a weird way, in them trying to be inclusionary, it seems like they're somehow looking down their nose mm-hmm. at popular films. And that could be the wrong way to look at it. Um, but it's like Step Brothers, when it came out 10 years ago, should have been honored with something. <laughs> um, is, this, is this the way to fit movies like Step Brothers in there? I don't know. Or it seems to me this year especially that in the year of Black Panther, it seems like a way to acknowledge the fact that Black Panther was gigantic without giving Black Panther the Best Picture Award, which I would argue that there's no better candidate right now for Best Picture than Black Panther, Mm -hmm. a film that was uh, broke ground, praised by audiences, adored by critics, and made $700 million. It's the third highest grossing movie at the North American box office in history how can that it's so so all for so in a year where that is happening to all of a sudden have a oh we've created decided to create a new award that's going to achieve or it's going to honor achievement in popular film call it the black panther award <laughs> um but unless unless the unless black panther wins best picture and they're just throwing this one a boat it seems like a it seems like a backwards way to kind of honor films that are popular with audiences without really getting your hands dirty and honoring them with your actual awards that have been around for what, 90 years, 80 years, yeah. 82 years. This was 90 this year, right? So it would be 91 years. Um, it seems like a, like an odd way to go about fixing what is indeed a problem with, uh, with, with best picture winners. You've seen a, a sharp decline, especially in the last 10 years of the popularity of films that are winning the best picture prize this so so there needs to be some some 
some uh, some rectifying of that, I don't think that this is the way to do it. Well, one thing that I think everybody can agree on with, with the Oscars, maybe not everybody, but most of everybody, maybe not me, uh, most people think that the Oscars do need fixing. So this was at least an yes. attempt for, for the Academy to try to fix uh, their award show. Uh, how to fix it is, is where the debate comes in. Are there some things, before we get into like talking the debate about some of these things that they've decided to do, are, 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 do you have, you can identify the problems with the show, do you have fixes that Adam Graham would do? Like, what, what does the Oscars need to do that they aren't doing? Well, I think one of the things that they, that they need to do that they are doing um, is, is, is their, their, their pledge to shorten the show, I think is a great move for the TV show that is the Academy Awards. Um, I compare it to the Grammys, and the Grammys has 94, 96 categories, something like that. And I think 88 of them are given out before the show. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a ceremony live on the web where they run through all those categories that nobody cares about. Uh, best underwater calypso record, you know, <laughs> and the winner is. And then that artist gets to go up on stage and thank whomever. And it's not something that CBS is saying, hey, we need to broadcast the underwater calypso category. Um, what they broadcast on the show is the top eight awards, which is, you know, album of the year, single of the year, song of the year, or record and song of the year, the best new artist, and then a few other categories, best hip-hop album, best rock duo collaboration, whatever. And then the rest of the time, they do what the music industry does really well, which is, like, showcase talent. Um, so you get, uh, you know, concert, a concert basically with a few awards thrown in. I think that the Grammys and the Grammys have a ton of problems, but they've found out a way to mitigate uh, the, the giganticism of their award show by just showing you the best of the best categories. And Oscars say that they're going to go down to a three-hour telecast and put some of these lesser categories, costume design, art direction, whatever they may be, during the commercial breaks and then show you highlights of them afterwards, I think is a good move towards a more smooth, more efficient broadcast. And, I, you know, is it going to mean more viewers? I don't know. It seems like uh, it's very political, the reasons why people aren't watching the Oscars. After my column that I wrote last Saturday, I got a bunch of letters on it, a bunch of emails, and every single one of them said, we don't watch the Oscars because we don't want a bunch of liberals blabbing on blah, blah, blah. Right. So it, it speaks to the divisiveness in our country right now. But I think that, um, you know, there's nothing wrong. I, I don't see any fault in tossing some of those lesser categories into the commercial breaks and making a better awards show. Everyone's still getting the awards. I don't think that anybody remembers the costume director's speech from this year. I don't think that that needs to be on ABC during the broadcast. So I think that that's a good move. So a lot to unpack there. So part of my problem yes. with it is, because um, I understand it's a TV show too. Me personally, like we've argued about this. You guys always, you know, shut me down on, on <laughs> at Fox. But like for me, um, the, the award ceremony of the Oscars is is part of the reason why I got into movies in general. I remember watching the Oscars when I was like a kid 
and like the Oscars ceremony was the thing that made me think that like movies were this amazing thing and it made me seek out mm-hmm. certain movies that you know I I personally as a movie fan was interested in knowing you know not who that costume designer was but the fact that costume design is an actual thing that happens you know that I didn't even know about or there's actually somebody who's you know uh sound mixing this movie like that kind of stuff was interesting to me so for me it gets it opens this can of worms as to how do you determine what's not popular uh so for example one way i think that they could completely shorten the oscar ceremony is is it really necessary that every single best song category has to be performed at the oscars Especially in a medium. Absolutely not, man. Yeah, cut so, those. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for cutting those. Exactly. So you know that that's my point, though, is like you know somebody's like you know you you know costume design or whatever like is going to go to the commercial break. It's even different in the Grammys. What you mentioned, which is interesting, maybe this is something that the Oscars can do too. Is yeah, that underwater calypso. At least they yeah. had their moment online. You know, so if there is somebody that it's interested in that, they can check it out still. Whereas doing something during the commercial break. You know, you're you're missing out on it completely. You know, maybe the Oscars should look at doing more of a hybrid. You know, like a you know webcast. You know, with their broadcast that maybe would work out in in some way. Um, but I think what they said they were going to do was like recap what happened during the commercial breaks after the commercial breaks. So when you come back, you do see um, you know the ca- the costume designer from movie X winning their award and thanking whomever, you just don't see all five categories uh, being listed, the drama of the envelope, the kind of time they're trying to shave. Yeah. So so you see the winner, you don't see, you don't see the nominees. Maybe, maybe that's the, maybe that's the consolation. You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. And And I think the costume design for, you know, Fahrenheit 11, nine will have to be, um, (laughs) will have to be the egg for or or Dinesh Dinesh D'Souza's editor I think that he'll have to be one of the um, people left out the the people left out yeah so the other part we talked about at Fox about this was that I, I, I think it's hard too when you have something established and then you take it away so for the Grammys for example if the Grammys have always been like that where you know they've always kind of only highlighted certain top popular awards it's it's less it's easier for people to swallow than if if that underwater calypso category had been on the air for you know or not on the air but has been part of the ceremony for 90 years you know that's a deep tradition then to suddenly take it away you know it might not upset everybody but you're going to get a portion the the underlying thing though here tell me if you agree with this do they really think that by people hearing that the costume design category is going to move to the commercial break do they think that they're going to get back 20 million uh, viewers um, I don't think that they think they're going to get back 20 million viewers. And I think that what they're just trying to do is produce a more efficient broadcast for the long show. They've seen ratings fall off an absolute cliff, especially in the last five years. I think that ratings are down 40%. And um, Timing is one issue. There's a lot of other issues. I think that they're just trying to address some of those concerns for the health of the show going forward not thinking that these fixes are going to cause an immediate, uh, you know, bounce back in viewership. I think that over time, though, um, the, the show will maybe be in a better state. So in five years, you know, 
maybe you don't bleed as many viewers. I don't know. Maybe you continue to bleed viewers. But I don't think that just because you've done something one way for a long time means you have to keep doing it that way. I'm all for changing with the times. And I think that I, I, I don't have the run time of all the uh, shows in the past in front of me, but it's yeah. a different landscape too. I mean, in, in 1982 or in 1962, when there was, you know, three channels and the Oscars was the biggest thing, it was just a different world. Mm-hmm. Now you're dealing with, you know, a there was from three networks to 700 networks and a bunch of people without cable anymore. It's just a different kind of makeup place. Of, yeah, and audience. Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're trying to adjust to a radically shifted landscape from, you know, the four-hour show that was the toast of the town in 1962. Well, where are you at in 2019? Well, you know, things have changed. And, I, you know, I'm all for the pomp and circumstance of the Oscars. I don't think that that's a, necessarily a problem with trying to make a broadcast that it doesn't, you know, just drag, man. Like, yeah. people have lesser attention spans adhd twitter blah 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 um well you mentioned too like the so, yeah. the political divide too and i think that that's a huge part of it but um it, i mean is there it is like you said too it, it's the times that we live in it, that everything is kind of like that right now it, it, is there any there's yeah. nothing that you can really do about you know how someone's going to use their time you know i even remember michael moore you know winning for bowling for columbine and went up there and like made like a super political speech that polarized some people, you know, had people on the left all excited and people on the right, you know, you know, never wanted to watch a Michael Moore film again, you know, where before then there was actually a time where it was just a Michael Moore film and people would go watch it. You know what I mean? Um, is there, I mean, there's nothing that they can do to police this. If that's the reason people are leaving the show, there's no real way to get them back in. Is there? Um, probably not. Uh, and I think that people are really, uh, really fed up. I mean, some people mm-hmm. are really, really fed up with liberal Hollywood. And I think that, uh, like you said, that's, that's the times that we live in. That's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, that could get worse. Uh, okay. and that could bleed more viewers. You got people on the fence who are then, you know, people who are on the fence, the political divide, you know, they may, uh, lean one way political politically, but they still like going to the movies. And as, um, you know, as the the rhetoric or whatever, the conversation around the Oscars continues to get more divided or arts and, you know, arts in, in Hollywood, all these things becomes political. You're going to lose some of those people who might watch otherwise, but, you know, all their Facebook friends are saying to boycott the show or whatever and watch, uh, you know, the ranch on Netflix instead. I don't know. It, it's a, it's, it's going to be a problem over... Um, for the foreseeable future, that they're, I think they also need to find ways to, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're reacting against that in a sense by at least trying to make a more uh, time-efficient time broadcast. But the, the underlying problem of the political divide isn't going anywhere um, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and new categories is not the answer because, again, I even was thinking of that as no. you were just talking. Like, are they supposed to come out with, like, the Dinesh D'Souza um, you know, lifetime achievement award, or you know, something like that, to draw in people that are leaving the show. It's just they have to stay in their lane, do what they do, and just try to make it better and more entertaining. Um, yes, and I think it, it, you just said it, man. Make it better and more entertaining. 
that's what they're trying to do by cutting some of these categories that outside of the people that are nominated in their families, even huge fans of the movies um, aren't necess- aren't invested in. Yeah. And you could, you can say that, you know, the technical awards really drew you in as a, as a young fan, but, but dude, like <laughs> best editing is just not something that is going to be a conversation starter yeah. the following day. So uh, something like, um, you know, there is uh, an Oscar show for scientific, what is it, the Science and Technical Awards? Yeah, yeah, that they do um, ahead of time. It's like a whole separate service or ceremony. Dude, that's like, that's a, they could beef that up with some of these smaller categories or um, do it like the Grammys, like we're saying, and have a pre-show where, um, where some of these awards are given out. Uh, there's nothing wrong with, like, at, at the Grammys, they do a pre-show, then the red carpet, um, where you get all your stars, and it, 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 it's a split broadcast. See, you can do that same thing, and I think better serve an audience. They want to cut it down to three hours, I would have no problem with them cutting it to two and a half or two hours. Hmm. It'd be easier for me working that night, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> well, it's all about you anyways. I, I'm surprised they didn't consult right. you when this happened. Um, real quickly, real quickly too, the last uh, kind of forgotten note that the Oscars put out this year that the Academy announced was not for this coming year, but for uh, years following that, they're going to move the ceremony up from late February to early February. Do you think that's a good uh, move, too, that will kind of make the the Oscars and uh, their uh, the nominations and stuff more potent, where people aren't waiting two months to get the results, where it's kind of old news by the time it happens? Um, do you like the move up? Yes. I, I, I do. I, I don't know how much of a difference it'll make, but, you know, it's gotten to the point, and especially in the last couple of years, and I think it's because of, you know, the – the critics groups and the um, there's 150 award shows yeah. in in award season. So by the time you get to the Oscars, yeah, you already know every single cat. It's all been predetermined, right? I don't know if this is going to change that at all, um, but at least it'll be less of a gap, and we can all get on with our lives. <laughs> like it, it seems like between. Um, December and you know March. I think I think last year's uh, ceremony was in March, or at least it was the year before it was in March. It's just a long time to kind of every weekend have 19 more awards that Gary Oldman wins for <laughs> Darkest Hour. So by the time you get to the Oscars, which is supposed to be the granddaddy of them all, the most dramatic. I mean, dude, you can easily nail like 19 out of the 24 categories. Um, any any betting pool can can. Um, you know, be fixed yeah. because the, the, the predetermined things are all out there. I, 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 again, I don't know if this changes that, but at least it kind of lessens the window. I see that as a good thing as well. well but I the popular you, film yeah. category is just, is just boneheaded. Um, <laughs> and especially when there's already an award for that, it's called being the most popular film of the year. <laughs> Yeah, it's well, like, like that's why I wanted you on the, on this podcast. I know you're passionate about it. I also know you got to go soon, so I just want to hit you up real quick with one more uh, topic that's not the Academy Awards. Uh, I know that you also wrote an article recently about Movie Pass and the decline of Movie Pass. Um, 
real quickly, tell people what you think the future is when it comes to services like MoviePass. Is this something that's going to go away completely? Is it going to morph into something that is still popular? Uh, what do you think we are headed? Well, I'd, I'd love to say that um, that MoviePass kind of cracked the code with a way to uh, boost interest in the experience of actually going to the movies and in that the, the, the economics aren't really there yet, <laughs> but you have to get people thinking in a different way and creating a, a subscription model where, um, where moviegoers can go to the movies as many times they want for one fixed cost makes sense because that's what they did in the music industry. The music industry was bleeding and, um, with CD sales, absolutely going off a cliff. Whole industry is in demise. And they figured out, first off, it was Napster that came along and kind of said, hey, man, downloading this thing now. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the industry smacked upside the head, and they were like, what? And they had <laughs> no idea what to do. Mm -hmm. And it took them a while, but uh, services like Spotify – Apple Music, even Title, if you want to throw them in there, um, said, this is how, this is what you do. $9.99 a month give people access to all the music in the world. Finally now, I think seven, eight years after Spotify launched in the U.S., you're seeing, you're seeing the industry kind of come back in a way. Um, never like it was in the 90s or in the early 00s, but like there's health again because I don't know. I think Spotify has like 60 million subscribers or something in the U.S. paying 9.99 a month for access to all the music. Hmm. We've determined that, that works for music. So maybe you can apply the model to movies too. Yeah. Um, movie tickets are more expensive uh, than CDs were, but if you can get people used to paying a fixed cost, and then hit them at the theater for uh, gummy bears yeah. and popcorn and soda, the theaters don't care because that's where they make their money anyway. They just need bodies in the theater. So, mm -hmm. you know, they don't make their money on movie tickets anyway. Um, the problem is movie pass needs to cover the cost of those tickets for the studios, and, and, and they don't have it. There's right. no money there. They ran out of money. Mm -hmm. But I think the mentality is what's important. Getting people used to, A, going to the movies, and B, Having it be a subscription cost, and $9.99 a month is the perfect price point. We've seen that with Spotify. Uh, we've seen that with things like Netflix keeps kind of ratcheting up. I think it's like $10.99 now. They're, they're, they're maybe looking at 11 or $12.99. But that price point is so key. You get that getting your $14.99, your $19.99. That's too much for a monthly cost. Mm -hmm. If you can keep it low, just get people used to spending it, then you can start figuring out how to get audiences back into the habit of going to movies. And that is, that's what's important. So that's what MoviePass kind of did is they said, we can do it this way. Um, but it, it might be ahead of its time. It might take another five, six years for it to be figured out. I mean, Napster hit in 99 and it wasn't until 2011 that <laughs> the, um, you know, the ground was finished, finished shifting. Um, so, so it could be a ways off, but I think something like this is key for the health of the industry if they can figure it out. Uh, I, 
I, movie pass is funny, right? It's like funny to laugh at because they ran out of money and <laughs> now they're only saying you can go to two movies a month or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think the important, yeah. it, 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 don't laugh, dude. Like, you know, like don't laugh at it. Um, you don't laugh at Napster because they failed too, but they didn't fail. And in the long term, the, dude, they're in the history books of how uh, the music industry got saved. So I think MoviePass is doing um, important work. Don't look at them as a failure. Look at them as innovators. Even if you know they got there first, they not, might not have got there the best, but they got there first. I don't, that, that's my that's my MoviePass spiel. Um, and I hope I hope that something like that. Uh, catches on and makes sense because I think it's a great thing for moviegoers just to get in the habit of going back to the movies because you talk to people all the time um, and they might go to one or two movies a year, a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we go to the movies five or six times a week, um, but we are far. And it, 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 dude, it's just like, I, I, I don't care if I go see a bad movie. I think it's interesting to talk about why it was bad afterwards. Um, like they, 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 price them, they price themselves out of the ball game when it comes to just casual moviegoers wanting to go to the movies. So maybe something like this works in the future. It didn't work this time, but hopefully down the road it makes sense. Well, my man Adam Graham from the Detroit <laughs> News, it's always um, a pleasure. No, that's not true, but it's always good to talk to you. <laughs> Well, thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Hey, man, and congratulations on your recent um, inclusion in, uh, I think it's official. Are you in the Broadcast Film Critics Asso- uh, Association now? Uh, if I, I've paid my dues, so if they cancel, if they, yes, I believe I'm in. I believe I'm in. Adam Graham gets a vote in the Critics' Choice Awards alongside uh, Lee Thomas and myself, Tom Santilli. That means, critically speaking, probably takes up, like, what, maybe 0.4% of those awards. So check it out. Yeah, now uh, uh, Harmony Corinne should clear his uh, show. <laughs> we'll be seeing a lot more Bow Bridges on the ballot. Uh, we'll yeah. be seeing Harmony Corinne. We'll be seeing a lot more uh, uh, The Rock. And John Chu, director of Crazy Rich Asian. There you go. Let the let his campaign begin now. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, congrats on that. Thanks for joining me today, Adam. Uh, always like to hear what you have to say about movies. Where can people check you out, find your stuff? Uh, check me out at DetroitNews.com. Um, reviews of, God, 147 movies so far this year, something like that. Crazy. Yeah, man. And Thanks for having me on, Tom. I appreciate it. At Grandma Rama. That's right. On Twitter, hit him up. Thanks, Adam. Talk to yeah. you later, bud. All right. Thanks, Tom. Talk to you. See ya. Yeah, it's great to talk to Adam. We get into it, man, every week in film. I wish sometimes if we were, you know, I wish that we were uh, videotaping uh, when we're in the break room and stuff at Fox 2 leading up to Critically Speaking. We have some great conversations uh, quite often. Uh, we agree on a lot and we disagree on a lot, but I always respect uh, what Adam uh, has to say about movies. Just don't tell him I said that. So hope you enjoyed that uh, talk. Uh, I'd like to hear from you guys too. You know, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, hit me up on Facebook. Let me know what you guys think of the Oscar changes. Will you be tuning in? Why don't you tune in now? If it's if it's if the show is not something you watch, why not? What do you think the reason is? Hit me up again. Let me know. That will do it. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody for checking out this movie themed podcast. We will be back into Survivor mode soon enough. The new cast announcement is probably, you know. We're probably a week or two away from the cast announcement of the new show. 
season 37 coming up here in September, which is Survivor David versus Goliath. And we will be all over that when it happens. The plan right now, I don't have official word on this, but the plan right now is I will be back at realityt.com uh, recapping the show and uh, having my exit interviews each week with the voted out contestant. That being said, this weekend on Movie Show Plus, I'll be reviewing new films, Crazy Rich Asians, Mile 22, starring Mark Wahlberg. There's also a couple smaller movies coming out, uh, one of which is called Breaking and Exiting, I believe. A small movie, but I'm going to review it. That's going to be on the show. Greg Russell sits down with Mark Wahlberg for an interview, and you're also going to hear excerpts of this very podcast on Movie Show Plus, my talk with Adam Graham. We'll have some new trailers uh, some new uh, hot in Hollywood news, and just all kinds of movie-related stuff. So even if you don't live in the Detroit area, please check out Movie Show Plus at movieshowplus.com. Again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of the Film Survivor Podcast. I can't do it without you, and I really appreciate your support. Thank you very much, and until next time, we will see you then. <laughs>